Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Joe Giglio with you, Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. As we look closer and closer and we get, we're just, I mean, I'm ready in Arizona in my mind. So I'm, I'm ready. I know the Eagles will be. And I know you will be, too. we got a ton to get into tonight. Sixer stuff, uh, they'll play the Magic later this evening. Hopefully a bounce-back win. We'll have Elliot on later in the show. Dave Sims, Philly guy. Um, and he does everything now. Baseball, college hoops, and obviously a big Philly guy. Uh, we'll have him on coming up at 9 o'clock tonight. And we will get to the Brady stuff, the retirement 2.0, and uh, we'll rank top five, fa- top five quarterbacks in NFL history coming up. But I, I want to start with this because I, I really – I think we've reached a pivot point with the Eagles, this franchise, and and the kind of the credit for where they are. Let, let's let, let's kind of just lay it out as simply as this: the Eagles over the last two decades, just, let's just go to two thousand, you know, two decades plus, have been one of the NFL's best franchises. That's the truth. It's not even if you debate it, you're 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 silly. They have been seven title game appearances for the Eagles since two thousand. Only the Patriots have more. And now three Super Bowl appearances in that time. 04, 17, now 22. Three Super Bowl appearances, seven title game appearances in the last 22 years. And I think about the Eagles and how they got here, what they've become. Because we know it. I mean, you remember the late 90s? They were not good. The Eagles were not a good football team. They had a nice little run in the late 80s. They had the Dick Vermeule moment. But for the most part, the, the history of the Eagles in the Super Bowl era from late 60s to, to when Andy got here, in, in 1999, was not very good. A couple mixed moments of, of good, but it, it wasn't very good. It mostly was, was below average. And then since then, they've been one of the NFL's best franchises. And for years, through the last Super Bowl, one person, one figure got more credit for the Eagles being what they became, becoming what they became, than anybody. That person, of course, is Andy Reid. And Andy Reid's on the other side of this now with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I believe... It's been a shift. I believe it's almost like a seesaw, and the seesaw has moved. Now, hopefully, you're hopefully you're imagining Andy Reid on a seesaw, which, which I think would certainly go one way compared to the other. But I believe the the pendulum has swung. Let's use that. That's a better phrase here. The pendulum has swung. I no longer believe Andy Reid is the person that's most responsible for what the Eagles have been for the last twenty years. I now say that that person is Howie Roseman. I believe Howie Roseman has surpassed, has overtaken Andy Reid as the person most responsible for the Eagles' success over the last 20 years. And you think about the two of them, like, they overlapped. They were here together. And I'm not going to – look, I respect Andy Reid. I'm an Andy Reid fan. We did Andy Reid appreciation a couple years ago. My T-shirt is still at home somewhere. I'm not an Andy Reid hater. But I believe now with the success they've had post-Doug – because remember, Doug Peterson, well, Andy Reid left, you know, he gave the Eagles Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson became the first guy to win a Super Bowl here. So that's credit to Andy Reid. You look at the Eagles now, and the remnants of the Reid era are dissipating. Yeah, there's still some, and still some very important players. Obviously, Jason Kelsey. Obviously, Fletcher Cox. You know, you go to, you know, Brandon Graham. These are all remnants of the Reid era that still exist. There's still the connection to Andy Reid here with this Eagles team as they go play Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. But Howie Roseman and the impact he's made and what he's done, he's overtaken Reid. Howie Roseman has overtaken Reid. I look at Howie and I put him number one now, the most important person within the Eagles organization for the last two decades. It's Howie Roseman because he took what he learned from Reid. And he applied it to now build two different teams that have made the Super Bowl. One that won in 17, and this one here that has made it and is a favorite over Reed's team. For as great as Andy Reed was here in Philadelphia, and he, he did an amazing job turning this franchise around. 
All those years, they made one Super Bowl. Howie Roseman has built two separate Super Bowl teams, one with a former Andy assistant and Doug Peterson coaching it, and a former Andy quarterback and, and Nick Foles quarterbacking it. But this one swings the pendulum the way I see it because this is a brand-new team, a different quarterback, has nothing to do with Andy Reid, a different coach who has nothing to do with Andy Reid except for the moment he kind of told Nick Sirianni to clean your, clean your office out in Kansas City when he took that job, and Sirianni went on to create his own career and a very good one for itself. But I now put Howie Roseman above Andy Reid in, in kind of the list of important figures this franchise has had the last 20 years. And they've become one of the, they've become one of the best franchises in the league. You know, we, we can remember the tough times, the bad times, the bad years. We want people fired and we scream and yell. But just think about the last 22 years of the NFL. Only the Patriots, who had the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time, only that franchise has appeared in more title games than the Eagles. It's it's remarkable how great of a franchise the Eagles have become in the context of the NFL. And the two people, or I'll say this, the, the person who's gotten the most credit for that for a long time is Andy Reid. But I'm ready to move off that. I now believe Howie Roseman deserves more credit for this Eagles run. He was here with Reed. He was technically the GM when they drafted Jason Kelsey, who's still around. He has taken over and, and run this franchise all by himself, basically the top. And yeah, I mean, owner's with it, but I'm excluding Jeff Lurie from the conversation. He has been the decision maker for this franchise now for two Super Bowl appearances. Howie Roseman has become the most important figure in this franchise, and he's the biggest reason they are as good as they've been for the last 20 years. Howie. Howie at the top, wheeling and dealing. Howie at the top, getting them value in draft picks, getting them value in trades. That's why they are where they are. And I'll throw this on top of it because I think it's really important. Howie Roseman and his front office have been unafraid to pivot. And I think so many franchises in the NFL are stubborn and say, this is what we did. This is the path we went down. we got to keep going down it. And they find themselves dead in a couple years. And the Eagles, a couple years ago, obviously realized they made a mistake at the quarterback position in a contract they gave out, and they drafted Jalen Hurts. They drafted the guy that I believe will go down as the greatest quarterback in Eagles history, the greatest draft pick in Eagles history, and the biggest reason they are where they are here right now. 215-592-9494 for years, for years. Andy Reid got the biggest bulk of credit for turning this Eagles franchise from bad to good. And I think that was it was well-earned. I mean, that was well-earned, and that kind of conversation was fair. That Andy and kind of putting this franchise back together, te- you know, teaching them to build through the lines, and, and all Andy brought here to Philadelphia was a big, big part of why they became a good franchise. But Andy's been surpassed now by Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman, over the last 10 to 12 years, and there's – Obviously, some time in there where he lost the job and he was relegated to a closet down the end of the hallway. But Howie Roseman, since he became this team's GM to where they are now, I put that impact over bigger than what Andy Reid has accomplished. Howie's been here for 20 years, working his way up, and now he has built two teams without Reid that have gone to a Super Bowl. They had all those years with Reid, and they got to one Super Bowl in 2004. They've now gone to two Super Bowls without Andy Reid. Howie Roseman has moved above Reed for me as the most important person for the success this franchise has had in the last two decades. Howie's number one. 215-592-9494. Who deserves more credit for the Eagles franchise becoming one of the best in the NFL? I mean, if you made a list right now of the most successful franchises in the NFL since 2000, the list is it's a very short list before you would list the Eagles. 
Patriots would be number one, without question. That's the, They're the most successful franchise in the NFL over the last 22 years. Okay, you want to go to teams in this span that have won multiple Super Bowls? You could say the Steelers, okay? That's fine. You want to put the Steelers in there? You can put them in. How many other franchises have won multiple Super Bowls in the last, you know, 22 years? The Giants? Yep. I, I think the Eagles have, have been a better franchise. I'll put it this way. Eagles have won. Giants have two. The Eagles have been more consistently good than the New York Giants have because the Giants just had a decade where they stunk and they made the playoffs this year. So I put the Eagles above the Giants, even though the Giants have two, Eagles have one. Just go through it. There's not Packers? How many do they have? They've got the one. There's not many teams you're going to find that have a better track record of winning, appearing in championship games, going to the Super Bowl, winning multiple Super Bowls, than the Eagles. They're one of those teams. And the biggest part of the credit, the biggest part of the credit, I now give to Howie over Andy Reid. Agree, disagree. Who do you give the biggest credit to? Like, who deserves more credit? I'll put it that way. If you had a scale, who deserves more credit for the Eagles becoming the franchise they've become? Andy Reid or Harry Rose? But 215-592-9494. Tucker, what are you thinking on this? Uh, for years, Andy got a lot of credit, even through the last Super Bowl, right? Oh, he put Doug here, Nick Foles, all that. As we moved away from it, and we're now into this team, I now put Howie above Andy most credit for what they've become. Yeah, you're right. I think Andy Reid did get a lot of credit for a lot of the players he brought in. And even though Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Andy Reid's quarterback running Chip Kelly's offense, a lot of what that that team did was built around Andy Reid and his success. And you can throw in Jeff Lurie and his ability to take what he learned from working with Andy Reid and Joe Banner over that 14-year span and, and kind of move it forward to how this team is run now. But I look at what Andy Reid did in his time here when he took a team that was pretty much downtrodden. I know they made the playoffs throughout the 90s, but they weren't a traditional power. They weren't a team that teams feared. They weren't a team that you circled on your schedule every year and said, oh, man, got to watch out for the Eagles. And he went and won 11 games five years in a row. He won 10 games, like six out of his first seven years as Eagles head coach. And when I compare his resume to what Howie Roseman did, I know what Howie Roseman done has been fantastic, right? He won a Super Bowl, and we're back here again with a team that might be the greatest in Eagles history. But building a team and sustaining that success year over year is still something Howie Roseman has never done. I I look at his entire resume from top to bottom. He has, what, three seasons in the last decade that you could say were were really good teams? I mean, they preyed on a weak division for much of the last five years when we talk about them making the playoffs for the past five years after after winning the Super Bowl. And when I think about what Andy Reid did in the NFC from 01 through, you know, 07, 08, I mean, they won a playoff game like seven different years. They did. They, they went to seven or for to, to five different NFC championship games. And when I look at his resume, I know they didn't win the big game, but I think building that sustained success and building greatness over a decade long span, that's far more impressive than getting lucky once every five years. Yeah, and let's look. Let's be let's be fair about this. They, there's no Howie without Reed, right? Reed, Reed came first. And, and I'm not trying to sit here and tell you Reed deserves no credit for what, what the Eagles have become. He, he's, he built the foundation. But you, uh, guess what? A house doesn't survive on just a foundation. you got to keep adding to that. And that's what Howie Roseman has done. I put Roseman now above Reed in importance with his franchise last 20 years. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to who we got. We got John and Barrington. John's up on WIP. Hey, John. How you doing? Good, John. What are you thinking here? I think it's a great question. I still would say, ultimately, Andy Reid, because I just remember you couldn't watch Eagle games when with the Ray Rhodes era because they weren't, they weren't even selling out. It was that bad at a time where the Eagles weren't even on TV, and Andy Reid got that team 
in the playoffs. So I would lean Andy Reid because I still think that what he gave them, they're still using a lot of that Jeffrey Lurie and and Harry Roseman. That comes from the Andy Reid era. Well, and, and John, you're right. It does. And, and I, I can't argue with that. John, I appreciate the phone call. I mean, Andy did kind of show – them the way in terms of let's let's build through the pass game, not the run game. Let's build the O line, the D line, like an, the concepts that the overarching concepts Andy brought to the organization got them on the right footing. But they, I, I look at it and say they've taken his ideas, but they've they've done them better. I mean, the success they've had, and, and, and Tucker said lucky. I mean, we could we, I don't know if that's the the fairest word, but the the they've reached higher heights more times without Reed than they did with Reed. I mean, I'll just say it. That's the truth. They had more sustained success with Reed, but they found a way to to reach the top of the mountain one time and get to the mountaintop, a Super Bowl appearance twice. Reed only got there once. Only got there once. And for as good as he was at philosophy, the Eagles have taken his ideas and put them into practice. And, and they've now hired multiple coaches that can get to a Super Bowl. Reed got to one. They now have hired two coaches post-Reed that have gotten a Super Bowls. I, and, and Howie Roseman is the common denominator here that learned the game, learned how to build it through Andy and, and all those years, and now has now taken that and become his own executive. And, the, and, and what they've become here is one of the best teams in, in pro football. That's what they've become. They weren't that before this, all, this whole run started. They are now, and I put Roseman above Reed in all who deserves the most credit for what they've become. Let's talk to Warren, who's up on WIP. Hey, Warren. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Warren, you're welcome, buddy. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, on my mind is uh, I think Harry Rosen is responsible for putting this together, but in combination with Jeffrey Lurie, because Howie by himself couldn't have picked Nick Sirianni uh, nor Doug Peterson. So there's definitely, uh, to me, a collaboration that's gotten better since Andy Reid left. So I think that's part of the part of the mix. And there was the Chip Kelly era, which really, I think, did a lot of damage where trust was lost and who can take responsibility. And so I think that also created more collaboration since Andy left, where Andy pretty much, I think, wanted full control over most of the team uh, hiring and things like that. So I think that, you know, post-Andy and post-Chip Kelly, it's turned into more of a collaboration, uh, which I think has been a successful mixture, the way they've um, been able to, let coaches go and then rebuild and let another coach go and rebuild. So I, I think the foundation of, you know, the formula is there, but then the tearing down and rebuilding seems to be super successful, especially for our franchise. Well, you're right about that, Warren. And it, it's interesting because they neither were he, I've been here obviously in charge for all the 20 years we're talking about, but they, they kind of overlap to each other and, They've both been major parts. I, I just what they've become post Reed. I, I didn't know if this was ever going to happen, Warren. Like he left, and you're right, the Chip Kelly era was bad, either. and then and now all of a sudden we're we're in a, a second Super Bowl. You know, in the last five years. You, you know what else I think is uh, is important in the the, the cont- continuity of a team is to be flexible and not get too attached to your older players, mm-hmm. and and to be able to move on while they're still you know at their peak. And when you see other players coming up to be able to acquire them and bring them up through the organization. And I think that's also key to, you know, a constant um, letting go of the older and rebuilding with the newer. Oh, I, Warren, I agree with that. And the other thing I think is, is so important in, in all sports is to have a front office that is not afraid to say they were wrong. I mean, look, on WIP, how many times have we said Howie Roseman was wrong? Howie Roseman made a mistake. 
Guess what? It's 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 very natural and it's a, it's it's totally fair for us to say that. That's what we do. We're fans. We say he blew it. Rager Jefferson, he blew it. Right? Not drafting Metcalf for AJ Brown, he blew it. The Carson Wentz contract, he blew it. Like we could just say this over and over again, but guess what? Some GMs don't will not they refuse to admit they were wrong and they just keep doubling down. Like how we got destroyed in this city. Destroyed. For drafting Jalen Hurts. That's why the Eagles are where they are. Because he was willing to admit, I may have made a mistake on Wentz. Do I know that, like, do we know exactly what he was thinking in the moment? Did he know that Wentz was a turn to a pumpkin that quickly? I don't know. Only he knows the truth. He sold the whole backup quarterback cheap. I, I never bought that nonsense. They were hedging. They were hedging because they were they were a little bit worried that their investment in Wentz was a mistake. I don't know if they thought they'd have to cash in the insurance policy, but we have a GM here that was willing to get the insurance policy. And all of a sudden now that insurance policy has become, you know, an MVP candidate. And here we go. Andy Reid did a lot of good things for this franchise. He helped them get back on their feet, but they've moved beyond Reid. And I think Howie's moved beyond Reid in terms of the importance and what this franchise has become. I put Howie over Reid now in terms of the most important the last 20 years of this franchise. Troy's up on WIP. Hey, Troy. Hey, how are you? Good, Troy. What are you thinking? Listen, uh, I was there during those years. I worked with Donovan, uh, worked with all the guys there, first-hand seat, and and I can tell you that was a culture that was built. Uh, Howie, I give him thumbs up for maintaining the culture environment, but he cannot be compared to Andy Reid and the footprint that was destined to be there under that administration. Well, that and, a- and I understand your point, and, and, and setting the foundation, obviously, Troy, is very important, but, but how he's accomplished more than, than Andy did. No, he, he accomplished lately. He didn't accomplish more. He accomplished lately. Well, two Super Bowl appearances is better than one, isn't it? Well, and, and you know, in most cases, you know, you build up to that. Most teams don't come in right away and get that. So you've got to give credence to uh, all the years prior to that. Those those were things in place. That's the culture. That's even the adaptation from Mr. Lori. You know, all of that is a culture that was designed. And Howie, you know, he did the right thing. He maintained that culture and he improved it. Hats off. Well, and, and that's the piece. Yeah, and you're right. And you're right about that. He, he he. It wasn't like he came in and the organization was bad. Troy appreciates the phone call. No, that's true. I mean, it. You know, who who came first? But. You can't just always say the guy that came first is better than the one who who kind of continued the lineage. And I'll just give you an example. We're going to talk top five quarterbacks in the NFL tonight uh, because Tom Brady, I guess, officially retired. I don't know. I, mean, I don't believe really believe Tom Brady anymore. But he, he put it out there. He's retired now. So, like, if we use the, the line of logic that Troy just gave us, that the guy who sets the foundation is is always kind of more important and better, I don't know. I mean, isn't Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback than Brett Favre? I think he is. Yeah, Brett Favre set the tone. Aaron Rodgers learned under Brett Favre, blah, 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 right? But Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre. He turned out to be better. He, he continued it and did better. So I, you know, I, I don't know if it always necessarily is you have to go with the guy who came first. The, you know, the one that comes second could end up better. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. I believe Howie Roseman has become a more important figure in the Eagles franchise than, than Andy Reid was. I, what he's What he's done here. What he has put together, two Super Bowl teams in the last five years, and he got to one. Howie could win his second before Reed wins his second, and they go head-to-head, which is amazing. But, you know, Andy always got the credit 
for what the Eagles were. Even these, even in 2017, people were still giving him credit. Well, look, Doug Peters was the coach. He came from Andy Reid. Look at all the players in this team he drafted. The further we remove from that, new coach in here, mostly not Andy players anymore, the more this becomes about Howie Roseman. I give most credit last 20 years to the Eagles franchise and their success to Howie. Tucker says Andy. 215-592-9494. It is how you hop or we'll come back. Your phone calls. Curious where you lie on this. Who deserves the most credit for what the Eagles have become last 20 years? Andy or Howie? We'll discuss on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night as we look forward to the Reed Bowl, the Kel- it's not it's definitely more the Reed Bowl for me than the Kelsey Bowl. I mean, I, I like the story of the two brothers, two Hall of Fame brothers playing against each other, but this is the Andy Reed Bowl. The Eagles against Andy Reed. And I think Reed is now number two on the list. If you're right making a list of the most important people, you know, to the reasons why the Eagles have become such a great organization in the last 20 years, I put now put Howie Roseman above Andy Reed. I think what they've done post Reed, what, what Roseman has put together post Reed, puts him above. He's not just, oh yeah, he was here with Andy and he learned from him. No, he's 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 put together two different Super Bowl teams without Andy Reed. I I put Roseman above Reed now. How about you? 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Jerry in Newcastle. What's up, Jerry? Joe, how are you doing, brother? Good, Jerry. What's up tonight? It's been a couple minutes. Um I I I agree with you. Howie Roseman in, in my opinion is a he, he he should be general manager of the year. I mean, he just pulled so many moves from the draft and everything he's done to build this team and to build this this organization, him and uh, Lori, you know, putting together what they've put together. Now they're going back to the second Super Bowl in five years. Not a lot of teams can say that. You know, there's not a lot of teams that can say that at all. Well, especially Jerry, when you do it with a different coach and a different quarterback, that that almost, I mean, it's it's almost impossible to do that. Yeah, I, I know. And one other point, I gotta I gotta get on this scale real quick. But one other point, I called out West last night. They gave me about two and a half minutes on the phone, and boy, did I freaking give it to them. You see, so you <laughs> called Sanford, you called the Bay Area, you called those those oh, clowns. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And, and I tell you what, there's not enough cheese in Philadelphia and enough rice and rice in San Francisco for the wine that they were doing yesterday. I listened to their radio station yesterday, and oh my God, they blamed everything. They blamed everybody else on that loss except that their team didn't show up for the game. I, I mean, everything from from the catch that Devontae Smith, or the, uh, the Smith made, and that they saying that they that the league should have uh, should have a rule that in a big game that those calls should be. Uh, with you, no matter what. Oh, stop. Uh, that, oh, now, Jerry, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you gave him an earphone. Jerry, man, I appreciate uh, your phone. I appreciate Jerry. I, I love you, man. I appreciate the phone call. I, I'm glad Jerry gave him an earphone. You know, the coach can challenge the call. Sh- Shanahan, I still can't believe he didn't challenge the Devontae Smith call. Every time I see the highlight, I'm like, what are we talking about? And I actually saw it again today for a different angle. You know the Niners safety? I forget who, which one it was. One of the Niners safeties that was right there, the first thing he does when, when the play happens is he, he looks over the Niners sideline and he goes, incomplete. He told his coach the pass was incomplete. Devontae Smith told everyone the pass was incomplete. So, no, I don't want to hear uh, any whining from the San Francisco fans at all. It's their coach changed the rule because it's a title game. You have a rule in place. You have a challenge system for just this. 
By the way, uh, Jerry, of course, we know he, he drives a truck. So when he said he was going on the scale for a second, I saw your face, Tucker. Did you think he meant like weighing himself? No, I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up. Well, I mean, you know, they got to weigh the trucks. Yeah, but it's not like a sound you would hear, right? I, I mean, I, I well, like he could have been on the scale right now. Like we wouldn't have known. I, I thought I it was erroneous information. We well, didn't need I, it. I don't know that. Maybe it does make a beeping noise. Have you ever driven a tractor trailer? I have not, but I have stepped on a scale. It's usually pretty quiet. Well, I think it's a little different for people and then for trucks. Floyd is up for, on WIP. Hey, Floyd. Hey, how you doing? Good, Floyd. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, well, first off, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was kind of thinking about what you said. I think, I think, I think Howie was the main architect, but you can't forget Joe Banner. Well, yeah, I think yeah Joe well, Banner uh, was a critical part. Yeah, well, so, certainly. Like, if we're making a full list of all these names that that have been important figures here, yeah, Joe, Joe, in a sense, kind of taught Howie how to do it in the front office. Yeah, and it was Joe who brought Andy on too. So, I mean, he wasn't perfect. But what's really scary about Howie, to your point, is uh, now he knows how to draft. You think about what he's done the last couple of years, the Bama kids, you know, with Landon, you know, Devontae, and now Jordan Davis. He's, he's drafting SEC. So now that he's figured out how to draft, it's scary how good he is, you know? Well, because that was Floyd. That was always his weakness, right? Like he could get them the draft picks. He could sign, you know, he could see value in free agency. He could make good trades. And it was always like, well, yeah, but he misses on his picks. But. You, you, Floyd, you start looking the last couple years, they, they've got a lot of hits. I mean, from Devontae to Jalen. Man, they, they've added a lot of young talent here to go along with all the good veterans. Yeah, I agree with you. Dean will be a beast next year. Hey, Joe, I have a question for you in the station, actually. For the Super Bowl coming up, will you guys be doing any sort of a halftime show? Uh, I know five years ago you guys did a great show at the Fillmore and I was just wondering if you had something like that planned again. So, Floyd, it's interesting you bring that up. I don't have uh, confirmation or full details yet, but I, do, I, I have heard there is a special pregame, um, maybe at the place you just mentioned. That, that's kind of – I heard something the other day. So I'm sure, I'm sure when everything is settled – uh, and, and for sure, we'll have announcements. But I do think we're going to be doing a pregame show live somewhere uh, that people could come. So oh, be on the lookout yes. for that. That'd be awesome. Well, hey, thanks. And, uh, hey, hopefully we win, Joe, and Jason gets to dust off the Mummers outfit. Oh, uh, yes. You got it, Floyd. Appreciate it. You think he did the Mummers outfit again? I heard Jack. No, he, and, would he do the same one or would he do a different one? Well, I heard when I was driving in I, before I got out of the car, I heard Jack and, and Ike and John talking about how Jack apparently only has one suit, like one nice suit, and he just wears it to every nut function. I also heard that. We must have driven in around the same time. Well, we usually do. Um, so I, do you think Jason Kelsey has one parade outfit? And it's just the mummer's outfit? Maybe. I mean, he's the guy who's made a lot of money. He's not a, a really fashion-forward guy. I don't know how big his wardrobe is. But I think he can afford more than one mummer's outfit. Oh, so you think a different mummer's outfit. It just would be, wouldn't it be weird if he just showed up in jeans and, like, a hoodie? Like, he's, he's set a I standard. I think he has to go in above and beyond what he did five years ago if this were to happen. Right? Like, everyone's expecting it. He needs to take things to the next level. What that is, I don't know. I agree with you. He should. Frankie is in Roxborough. What's up, Frankie? Hey, Joe. How, how you doing? Frankie, what's up, buddy? Uh, Joe, they did that. Remember how many people used to argue with about Jalen? Oh, it was, was every no night. Good. The arm's not and good all, enough. And all, all the Howie haters. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's a Philly thing, Joe. Don't you think? Of course, yeah. I mean, you know what it is? It's until someone proves they're great, there's doubt. There's doubt. There's that inherent doubt, especially when someone kind of comes from from the outside to become something good. So, yeah, I mean, Frank, I remember all those calls. We took them all all offseason. 
Joe, it stems back like when uh, when Jalen was picked in the mm-hmm. second round. Everybody's going, oh, why'd he pick him and all this stuff? How he made a great pick, right? Uh, Frankie, I think you can make a case that it's the best pick in franchise history. Second round pick becomes an MVP, you know, an MVP finalist, leads the Eagles to the Super Bowl. It's an amazing pick. Yeah, and Joe, remember when we were talking, I said, I said, I picked a route. And do you remember that? And well, I, I do, said, Frankie. I, I, I said that turnovers are coming. Mm-hmm. Remember that? You were Joe. on it, Frankie. Okay. Now, I think I'm going to make I'm going to make you feel real good. Listen to this, Joe. What whoever the Eagles play when they used to have the rewind, I used to watch I if if there was a team that was playing the Eagles that next week, I would watch I would watch that game. Just I would make believe like I'm uh watching film or something, right? So Every game I watched, I started watching the linebackers when Jalen, when they do the, the RPOs and whatever. And then I watched, I watched the San Fran game all over again, and I watched the linebackers. Joe, if you next time watch the linebackers, it's like they, they make a, a, a decision. They don't know what to do. It's like they got their feet in concrete. Yeah, and Frankie, it's interesting. As soon you, you, as they make that yep. decision, Joe, remember that one play when uh, when Miles hit the touchdown mm-hmm. on that end around? Yep. If you watched Warner, he was already in the end zone before he even reacted. It's a, Frankie. It's a great point. I, I saw and and I always appreciate the call, Frank. Uh, Ryan Clark on ESPN yesterday was talking about the Eagles RPO game led by Hertz, and, and you know he described how. On defense, you're not supposed to think. You're supposed to react and use your athleticism. And the Eagles' offense forces everyone to think. They can't move. There's like kind of the way Frankie described it. They're stuck trying to figure out where's the ball going. Who has the ball? Is Jalen keeping it? Is he handing it? Is, where, where, where are they going? And then obviously, is he going to throw it? And by the time you you react to what's actually happening, you're two steps behind. You're flat footed, or the receiver is behind you. Hertz is already throwing the football, or he's taking like, or Miles is is uh, is off, and, and you're flat footed. It's it's just impossible to stop when you throw in the the blocking they have up front, the the, the great offensive line. It's it, at times it feels like there's no way a team could shut them down for four quarters. No way. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Sergio, who's up here on WIP. Hey, Sergio. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good, Sergio. What's up? Hey, good, good. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You got um, it. So with this, um, I guess, debate, uh, I want to say it's Andy Reid. I mean, I just kind of to piggyback on what the other callers said about the foundation, mm-hmm. I feel we still have that foundation here, and I, and I feel we have it with leaders on both sides of the ball, uh, on our um, offensive line and our defensive line. And weren't those all um, Andy Reid pick, picks? I'm talking about Jason Kelsey or Fletcher Cox. Like, I feel those leaders are there. And I feel, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jeffrey Laurie went and, and um, wanted to reach out to Andy Reid about our, you know, our, our, our coach. Um, Doug. Doug Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like going back to like that whole, uh, what's that saying, um, home cooking, you know, like I want to come back to it. I mean, in a different way, but I, I, I feel like the organization needed that, 
Andy vibe, um, Andy Reid vibe, you know? Oh, they did. So, and Sergio, you're right. I, I do think, though, that they're moving a little bit past it now with Sirianni, right? Because this is, cause that, that's where the connection starts to, to dissipate and Jalen Hurts. Like, now they've got a quarterback and a coach that have nothing to do yeah. with Andy. Uh, yeah, but, but I feel like it, our, uh, Andy Reid's fingerprints are still in this football team. And I feel like, you know, we have to, I feel like the credit has to be with, with him. With, with Andy, with Andy Reid, that's how I feel. Yeah, and, I mean, I, and, I, I, and Sergio, I get that, and and he deserves yeah. credit for the foundation. I I just think they've kind of moved past it. But what, what are you thinking about this matchup? What you're feeling? Uh, yeah, I feel like we're gonna take it. I just feel like uh, it's gonna be a pretty um, not high scoring game, but I feel like um, we'll take it and we'll get our, our two Super Bowls. Even though it's gonna be like a bittersweet kind of victory. I mean, I was a giant Andy Reid fan. I mean, I've been an Eagles fan since I was since, since I was 14. Half my, half, half my life. So, uh, hey, all I knew was winning with Andy Reid. And believe me, I mean, I wish we had gotten one with Andy Reid. But, I mean, hey, I, hey I'm a Bird, Bird fan first. So, I see us winning. You got it, Sergio. I appreciate your phone call. And, yes, look, I, I think through five years ago, you know, for having this conversation, who gets the most credit for what they've done, what they've become? I mean, Reid would still be number one. But I think Howie's moved past him now. This is an executive of the year. Bill, this is the best Eagles roster I've ever seen. It's better than the 17 team. I believe it's better than the 04 team. It, and there's no weakness on this football team. And yeah, I mean, I, we can acknowledge there's a few players still hanging around from from when Andy Reid was still here. But we can also recognize how he became the GM at that point too, right? It's not like I mean, how he wasn't just a, a an intern when they drafted these guys. How he was part of the football operations department when they drafted. Brandon Graham when they drafted Jason Kelsey he's he's part of that so you know we can't even give Reed full credit for that and it's no longer Reed's former quarterback slash coach and Doug no now it's Nick Sirianni and Reed had nothing to do with Jalen Hurts like they've moved past Reed and I I put their you know if I'm ranking who deserves the most credit for their success or more credit for their success the last 20 years I now put Howie above him he, he's surpassed Andy Reed and, and in terms of of the importance here in, in, in this in this franchise. Michael is up on WIP. Hey, Michael. Hey, Joe. Do you remember me? Of course, Michael. How you doing tonight, buddy? Doing great, brother. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, are you are you the same T-shirt size? I am. I, I, I haven't – my uh, my size hasn't changed. I think I've stopped growing, and, I, and I'm generally the same size. So, yes. So, you're still a medium. What size is Tucker? Tucker, what do you want here? You want a large? I'm a large. Large for Tucker. Okay, large and a medium, because I'm going to be sending you T-shirts in a couple weeks here with Jalen Hurts MVP. Oh, I can't all wait. All I, Michael, I can't wait to wear it. Uh-huh, well, it's great to, to talk to you again, Joe. And uh, I'm going with Howie on this one. I mean, it's I, it's just, I mean, unbelievable what this guy has done. And after the Eagles win this Super Bowl, it, 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 you know, there will be no argument. There should be no argument any longer who's who's done more for the team, Andy or Howie. I, you know, I, I try not to go off on too many tangents about Andy Reid, but, I mean, that guy cost this team so many playoff wins and trips to the Super Bowls with his poor coaching and play calling and clock management. I, one of the happiest days of my life was when Andy Reid got fired. So um, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> but, uh, you were Michael. You weren't. You weren't the only one back in 2012. That that I think it was a feeling in a lot of people's minds. Most I would say that that it had run its course. It was it was time for everyone to go their separate ways. And, and what Howie has, you know, what Howie's done in the past. This is unbelievable. Two years ago, you fire a coach that won the Super Bowl, 
and you get rid of whoever we hoping we were hoping the guy was going to be franchise quarterback. And in two years, you're going back to you're in the Super Bowl. That that's unbelievable. What what GM can can possibly put that on their resume? Um, well, so I mean, I, I, Michael, I, the answer is basically none. I mean, there's there's never been a team that had two number one seeds within this short of a span with different coaches and quarterbacks. Never, never, ever. And I, I, you know, and I, you know, I'm I'm a I'm from Philadelphia, an Eagles fan for 50 years, and you know, I was a Howie basher there for you know, I'll admit it at, at times, but the guy's got my vote for for having uh, putting the biggest footprint on this team than, than anybody else. Michael, I'm with you, buddy, and I appreciate your phone call. Can't wait. We're getting Jalen Hurts T-shirts from Michael. My- Michael's our T-shirt guy. Well, you love Jalen Hurts. I do. And you're gonna wear it. You're gonna get a T-shirt too. I, I hope so. So uh, he's sending us. I like T-shirts. He's you do like T-shirts. He's sending us uh, Jalen Hurts MVP T-shirts. Even if he doesn't win, or, or or is he foreshadowing Super Bowl MVP T-shirts? That's true. That's an easy fix. I mean, look, MVP's MVP, right? If he wins Super Bowl MVP and it says Jalen Hurts MVP, we can wear that all the time. We're right. No, no one's it's wrong the MVP in that. MVP in my heart. That's right. MVP of this city after that song the other night. All right. Let's talk about the Sixers here. Trust the pregame delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 100 years. PGW Energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. We'll get back to all the uh, the calls here in a second on the Eagles. But we have to do have a Sixers game tonight to hit on quickly. Sixers magic. Last time I took a gander over at FanDuel, they are 10-point favorites tonight. Now, do we think that is completely matchup dependent, or is the uh, is Fandle saying there's no way the Sixers lose back-to-back home games to the Orlando Magic? You can't lose back-to-back home games to the Orlando Magic, can you? I think that's they, a they've rule. They've been feisty. They've beaten good teams. They beat up on the Celtics a few times recently. Yeah. I think if you look at their record as well, um, I feel like they started off really poorly first month, month and a half or so, and they're probably over 500 since then. They're they're not a they're not a horrendous basketball team. You know, the, the Pistons we saw about a month ago, whatever, they're terrible. The Rockets are terrible. Like, there's, you know, a handful of teams every year in the NBA. The Magic are not that bad anymore. No, you go look through the last month or so. They've beaten the Celtics three times. They beat the Warriors on the road. They've beaten Portland. They beat Pelicans. They beat the Celtics again, Pacers, Sixers. They've beaten some good teams. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say for tonight specifically in this game and you saw it a couple nights ago uh, when they lost to the Magic. Keep an eye on transition defense because that if there's one weakness of the Sixers team, it, I think it's been that they, they are not. I think they're 28th in the NBA in transition defense and giving up you know fast break points. And and for the most part, they're a good defense. They've been that you know I'd say the last month and a half, two months, they've been a good a good defense. But they do allow teams when they're sloppy with the ball. They're 28 out of 30 NBA teams. They allow. 16.5 fast break points this season. They allowed 28 the other night. Like the magic strike me as if it's an even game back and forth, they're not going to beat the Sixers. But if you turn the ball over a bunch and let them run, they'll lose. And the frustrating thing is, not only are they bad at transition defense, they're a bad rebounding team too. Right? Well, like, one, like they don't get offensive yeah. rebounds. You don't have to worry about they're not they're not floor balanced because you know four guys are crashing the glass. This is a team that doesn't go for offensive rebounds, and they're still bad in transition defensively. So what is that? Is that age and a little laziness? Like, I, mean, I think a lot of it probably has to do with their pace, right? If you look mm-hmm. at their pace and how quickly they move, I think they're 26th or 27th. Actually, they're 23rd right now in pace in the NBA. Yeah, and I, I just also think just from a physical standpoint, athleticism, to, like just think about Harden, Joel, uh, Tobias. I mean, these guys move particularly well for you know for how big they are. And I, I, I mean, Maxi can run, 
P.J. Tucker's not running, right? Like, they have one guy on the court at times. Melton could run, but they have one or two guys in the court at times that, that actually can sprint. So I think that's part of it, too. So just – they got to win tonight. I mean, just 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 beat the Orlando Magic. We're not asking for much here. Trust the pregame. Delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 100 years. PGW Energy – for all of us, visit pgworks.com for details. Let's talk to Kim, who's up on WIP. Hey, Kim. Hey, how are you guys? First Good, time Kim. caller. Kim, appreciate it. What's on your mind? What are you thinking tonight? So, I mean, I've been sitting here, like, all week listening to you guys. Um, like I said, first time caller, and with all the hype on the Eagles listening and trying to figure out, I think it's hard to pick between Howie and Andy. Um, I think you really have to look at the – full executive team and Jeffrey for me is the number one because he's the one moving, keeping Howie in there. Um, so I think he really is the number one person of the franchise who's kept these guys in there. Well, um, and Kim, to your point, I mean, Howie he's, he's hired them right? all. I mean, right. right, right. So I think he's more, I mean, Andy hasn't been here in 10 plus years. So I don't think you can really compare Andy to Howie in that sense. And, I think number two point, you know, I would never want to be in Howie's shoes because we love him one minute, we hate him the next, we're back and forth. I think a true piece of this puzzle is going to be what happens when he has to negotiate um, Jalen's contract and how he keeps certain players here. And then let's revisit this same conversation and see if we still love him or hate him. Like, I, not hate him. I don't think he, we could ever throw him in, in those, you know, terms again. But I think it's going to be interesting to see this next piece and how he handles Jalen's contract and what players he keeps and how strong of a team we continue to be yeah. moving forward. Well, sure. And it's, I mean, it's really going to be the biggest thing that impacts the next four or five years. Can we appreciate it? I mean, if the one thing I, I will say is, I doubt they're going to destroy next season because of this contract. They'll probably keep the money lo- lower for next year, and then it'll start building. But the cap went up to, what, 224 around there next year uh, from 208. So uh, they have some wiggle room, but they have a lot of good free agents to go along with whatever they give Jalen Hurts. It's the story of the offseason, without question. But we got a game before we get there. 215-592-9494. Tell you hop aboard. Howie Roseman. Andy Reid. For years, Andy got the most credit of anybody for where the, what the Eagles organization became from 2000 to, to now. You know, well, it's Andy Reid's foundation. It was Andy Reid's former quarterback that became the coach of Doug Peterson. Andy Reid, well, Nick Foles was his guy. And Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey and all this. Like, the Super Bowl five years ago almost felt like an extension to Andy Reid. And, and now I believe Howie surpassed him, building another team with virtually very little left from what Andy won in the past left behind. This is Howie's team. Executive of the year. Another Super Bowl appearance. More than Reed had now. Two to one. I say Andy. I say Howie Roseman has surpassed Andy Reed, most important figure in this organization, last 20-plus years. Agree, disagree. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. Uh, we'll let you hear the goodbye from Tom Brady. The most ridiculous reaction to Tom Brady's retirement this morning. And Tucker and I are going to rank the top five quarterbacks ever. I think there's a very clear top. We'll see if Tucker's are the same. And I want everyone to throw yours in as well. I think there's a very clear top. But then it gets, I think it's wide open, you know, where you put four or five. I think it's interesting. 
The debate over the number one quarterback ever, I think, ended a while ago, except Howard still thinks it's Montana. But we'll, we'll, we'll throw our top five out. Top five quarterbacks ever as Tom Brady, for the second time, retires. We'll discuss next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.